Parents Pod. Welcome to Pet Parents Pod, the podcast for and by pet parents. I'm Danielle. I'm Heath. I'm Kim. And today we are hitting into summer. Spring mm-hmm. is fading. The days are sunnier and hotter. And Gross. Ew. Yeah. So we My thought. My asshole already feels swampy. It's all. That's pleasant. Uh, <laughs> it really is the worst part of the listeners needed to know. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. You guys, if you got baby powder out there, if you could send it my way, that would be great. You can buy baby powder in the store, kid. Look, I'm trying to start a community. A community of <laughs> Anti- baby chafing community. Uh, I will, it's very important to me. I will say, as someone who has been doing yard work since. Ugh, Grass grows, and I'm trying to take advantage of before it actually gets super sweltering hot where I can't do as much. Mm-hmm. It sucks. I hate heat. Who who likes heat here? Raise their hands. You in, know, in this audio medium, there's there's one context. I like a good sauna. I I like, which is exactly yeah yeah. You know, yeah. But it's, it's, you got to put yourself. You got to be ready for it. I will say... Not I, when you're trying to mow the lawn. Yeah, I will <laughs> say uh, one of my favorite things I haven't done in a while, taking a nice, hot, boiling bath Ooh, and just soaking. I, I actually do that a lot. I, yeah. And I also, I have really, really hot showers because it feels good. It feels so good. It feels so good. Oh. Hey, what's your opinion? Space, space heater on I'll feet. take a warm or cool shower. Yeah, his... It, and by you're, warm... You're a lava monster, though. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> I will say I by warm, warm it's tepid. It's a tepid bath. Yeah. It's a tepid. It's not really tepid, warm. Yeah, it's I, like, what, in my opinion. Yeah. Opinion, in my opinion, to... your your showers are freezing and ice. Oh, you guys, this is this is something visual. You guys, the uh, on the podcast won't notice. Look, I got a little pit bull sticker for my oh, laptop. That's a very cute yeah. sticker. Yeah, yeah I got very... a I got a big one for my new car. I'm just I'm just okay, flexing nice. my new car, you know. Yeah, your and cute then, little yellow car. So I put a little pitbull sticker on the back of it, and then surprise, surprise, came with a teeny pitbull sticker. Looks just like it. I put it on my laptop, and I'm all pitbulled up. Oh my god! Yeah, okay. yeah. We're gonna be uh, <laughs> taking that car and driving to the Ren Fair before it gets too hot this weekend. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna be. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, but okay, so now we are approaching. The spring will be over soon enough, people. We need to worry about summer. Pets need to worry about summer. Yes. What are the concerns of summer? Mostly heat. Yeah, it's too hot. It's too hot. So, um, I'm sure most people are like, oh, I know how to take care of my pet. Don't leave it in a car and, like, keep it indoors. And if you do, leave the car on with air conditioning. It's still... Yeah, I mean, you should have They still recommend not doing that because... Um, especially in the, I mean, it's getting warmer everywhere now, so, but I know issues, especially in the south and areas like deserty climates, like heat waves can sometimes accelerate the amount of heat very suddenly and glass traps heat. So it's still, even with a good AC, it can still escalate heat a lot sooner. Yeah, like preferably if you have to bring your dog in the car you're doing bring it on errands where you can bring the dog in with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or literally just a few minutes, like real quick. Yeah. 
leaving the car on with the air conditioning. Yeah, that's what I do is I, I, Charlie, like, wouldn't leave me alone, so I took him to Walgreens with me, and I just left him in the car on with air conditioning. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. When I got back to the car, it was, like, it's, degrees in there. Yeah, obviously, in the spring, yeah, in the spring or summer, that can be fine, but it is, is something to watch out. Like, you're not doing this in the middle of the day on, in the, like, July heat. You're doing this on a spring day. Because I will say, like, uh, a couple of my resources, one's the Humane Society, and they gave an example of temperatures in a vehicle can rise rapidly on dangerous levels on a 85-degree day, for example, the temperature inside a car with windows open slightly can reach 102 degrees within 10 minutes. Which is insane. Yeah. After okay. 30, it can reach up to 120. That's just insane. And, like, it's not just, oh, they're really hot. They can suffer brain damage from this type yeah. of stuff. You can kill your dog or brain yeah. damage it or both. So just but the, but the on with the air conditioning? Uh, the they still don't the recommend it. Mm. Uh, According to at least the Hain Society, not even for a minute, not even with the car running with AC on. Okay. And I, I, like I said, on a spring day when the heat, like, because you're also running errands later in the day, the sun's going down. Like, I do agree that I, I think there is like some gray area in that idea. But obviously, if it was like noon on a vacant parking lot with no shading, you probably shouldn't leave your dog, or at least leave it with another human there something. And the good news is there's a lot of grocery pickups now, so if you were... I don't really take my dogs on errands that much. Like, I think I took... The most recent errand is they came with me to get gas in the gas tank for the lawnmower. Which does involve some sitting in the car, because you're yeah. right by the car. Yeah, with yeah. the trunk open, so they had airflow. Yeah. And also they were sitting in the car for, yeah. like, two minutes... Mm-hmm. It was a very fun adventure. They had fun. And they weren't barking in the yard or in the house while Heath was sleeping. So that's a successful that's a win. Nice. And uh, next step, watch out for the humidity, especially down here in the south where we God. love the humidity. It's not just ambient temperature because humidity makes things way muggier. And uh, we, so as humans, we sweat. And even when we sweat, sometimes, like, walking out into the summer heat, it's like walking out into a nice soupy, <clears throat> soupy, yummy, yummy And you're like, why do atmosphere. I shower? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah why why did I bother showering? Why did I, I feel put disgusting? myself in a one million degree shower? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And so, okay. So, as humans, we sweat to lose, um, to cool off. Mm. Even walking in the summer humid heat, sweating your butt off, you still feel pretty hot, don't you? Yep. Yeah. So dogs um, cool down by panting. Mm-hmm. Sweating through their paws. And sweating through their paws. So here's the thing. Panting to evaporate moisture from their lungs and take away heat. If the humidity is too high, the panting does fucking nothing. They're just panting in moisture. Yeah, so when they're, they're trying like they're to. drowning, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So they can, so it, like, escalates the risk of, um basically skyrocketing their temperature. Mm. So yeah. dogs shouldn't reach over 104 degrees. They obviously run a little hotter than humans because a lot of animals mm-hmm. do. Yeah. But if they're hitting 104, then that's a bad sign, which is funny because that's also a bad sign in humans too. Yeah. yeah. 
even though I think dogs do run a little hotter. I think the larger the dog, the easier it is to overheat. Yeah, that's another thing. Size does matter. And also little, like, really small dogs can overheat, yeah. too, because they well, just Also, the, the smaller the dog, the easier it is to freeze. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah. Look, dogs are complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are someone who takes your dogs out for runs, you should probably stay away from noontime runs, we're talking early morning, late evening, trying well, like to get like middle of the day and early afternoon is the hottest part of the day. Yeah, so in the summer. Follow well, really any part of the year, but it's you know, it's dangerous in the summer. Follow the siesta rule of we just nap during the middle of the day. Yeah. God, why can't that be an actual rule everywhere? It's just middle of the day, just take a nap. Hot. Everyone turn yeah. off the lights, everyone's off for three hours, just go home and take a nap. That'd be nice. Um, I wish just I could be active take naps early morning or in the evening once it's cooled off a bit. Yeah. And I, I just like physically can't take naps. Oh. I try to like lay down even when I'm tired, and I'm just one of those people that just can't do it. I I also normally can't take like naps unless I'm utterly exhausted. But mm. like laying down and sick. Yeah, or sick. Yeah. If I'm That's sick. That's usually when I know I'm sick is when I start sleeping during the day. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's like, oh, something's gone wrong. Yeah, well, something's terribly wrong. I wake up in a cold sweat, and I'm like, something's terribly wrong. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I will say, like, uh, zoning, I don't take naps, but having a few hours to, like, lay down and just zone out, that that's the equivalent of a nap for me that, like, revitalizes me. Yep, yep, yep. Because I've done that, it's like, oh, I've only had three hours of sleep. I worked for eight hours. I'm totally going to take a nap when I get home. Zone out from the TV for five hours. Okay, I feel better. Time for sleep. You know, I think of those brain zone zone outs as naps. Yeah. I just, I fully believe, and I, I had someone yell at me about that. And they're like, what? no, that's incorrect. And it's like, I appreciate where you're coming from. But for me, like, I feel like if I'm laying there with my eyes closed, even if I'm not, like, REM, like, proper REM, yeah. I feel like... You know, you're well, doing rem- some semblance of resting. Or so, even if you're, like, zoned out watching TV. Rem's w- actually not resting. Yeah. Rem's actually not restful, though. That it, it's deep actually, sleep is actually what... Yeah. Is. If you're in REM sleep, you're not actually restful. That's your brain working stuff out. The deep sleep's when you, like, shut off and reboot. So if you so if you are, like, not in REM sleep, that it, but you're, like, zoning out, that's still restful because it's kind of shutting your brain off. I think I just sort short-circuited what? Uh, so there's different levels of sleep. There's yes. deep sleep and REM sleep. Right. REM, REM sleep, sleep is dreaming. It's not. Right, that's not it. the like regenerative, restful sleep. The deep sleep's the actual where your yeah. brain just shuts where off and like power are down. Real rest. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, because he REM sleeps too much. So like he can sleep for twelve hours, but sometimes he's like full REM. On a lot of that time, so he's not actually getting the 12 oh, hours of go sleep. Go into REM sleep too early. You yeah. shouldn't be able to go into it like, real quick. Uh, There's nothing wrong. Don't be a pain in the butt. Yeah. yeah. Probably not a sleeping disorder. We're moving on. Um, <laughs> we don't need to call no doctors here. Uh, not yet. Um, so It's hard to get insurance to cover a sleep study. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I've been actually struggling, struggling with that because uh, I, have, uh, I need a CPAP. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> That's at least the easier one to get most they of the time. They should cover that for you. Yeah, yeah, they're being a pain in the ass about it. I'm sorry. Well, you're an expensive also, client. The hospital I go to also, like, the original GP... Okay, 
Let's let's sidebar for a second. No, we can, okay, we can, okay, okay. I like I didn't know if you wanted to share all all your medical this, stuff. This is, this is fun. So th- I had an original GP who mm-hmm. was like, "Well, let me explain to you why you actually physically snore and why you need a CPAP and why I'm ordering you a sleep study." Okay. And he opened his mouth and he said, "You see that? You see my how my palate goes back, but you can see the back of my mouth and you can see my my." Uh, what do you call uh, that? The uvula. At the back of the throat. I'm like, yeah, very clear as day. And he's like, all right, now open up your mouth. And he shined a light in there. And my palate, like, goes straight back. Like, you can't, it's not, like, open. Mm-hmm. It's like my my skull is just, wants me to suffocate and die. Oh. So, cool. so you can see my uvula, but it just what? was very different. So why does your body want to kill you with breathing? Because the pleural effusion around pleural your lungs, effusion, your, yeah, you were just designed yeah. poorly. And I've got workout asthma, and that's, that's oh fine. So anyway. Everybody's like, you know what you shouldn't do very well? Breathing. Breathing. Do you need no. to breathe such a... We're going we're gonna to sure? test this idea of how how yeah. long a human can breathe with, like, all the uh, the cards stacked against yeah, them. exactly. Jesus. So, um, I'm fine. At least I just snore really bad. Okay. So, um, he ordered me the sleep study, and I go to schedule it because I would like to breathe. I would like yes. my quality of life to improve. How much? Yeah, your and sleep quality should improve said, a lot with, with the CPAP. Yeah. Your sleep you that. should pay us all of the bills you owe us first. Oh, no. And then you can look at this. us. Then then we're, we will allow you to do the sleep study, which I understand, but it was like, that felt really bad. No, it's a, no that's I a bad. Because I owed them $4,000 from the two weeks that I spent with the pleural effusion. Right. Right, yeah. And all emergency care. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's and I almost just like our medical system doesn't care about our well-being and they just kind of want Can money we, from just us. Want the money, yeah. Not, not doctors. Medical, no, I'm talking about yeah, the yeah. way it's the, structured. Yeah, the way it's structured. Most of that goes, the doctor genuinely yeah. wanted to help me. Yeah. Most of that goes to, like, the bureaucracy of the health insurance. Yeah. yeah. Which... So, it's paid off now, but I'm still struggling. I, that doctor, I think, left. Oh, so yeah. I have a new GP, and I asked her, and she's been kind of passing the buck a little bit for a bunch of different stuff. Okay. Like, she's been referring me a lot to specialists as opposed to taking care of very basic things that she can take care of. Like my. Um, have you thought about a new GP? Well, it's the wife of my rheumatologist, so I, I like them because they can talk about me over dinner, and I think that's hilarious. Well, so, <laughs> I still, I still oh think you I might need I just don't like that GP. part of her, yeah. her, you know. But, I mean, you know, I guess I do need an endocrinologist for my thyroid disease. I guess I do need, you know, a pulmonologist for my lungs, but I just kind of wish that she would just... Oh, okay. Though That does actually sound specialized. But it also would be nice for her to just sign the prescription for my levothyroxine that hasn't changed in 20 years. Yeah, that also would. Just order me a, a sleep study for my yeah. CPAP machine. That, that also nice. sounds reasonable, yeah. too. Yeah, I already know these things. I don't need to read confirm them. Like having to make new patient appointments can take forever. I, I will, they're expensive. So I'm just frustrated. Yeah, yeah, I will say like appointments also right now are very... So I just had to get a general like for insurance reasons and i went to schedule and i I figured i'd probably have to maybe go a couple weeks out because Mm -hmm. i know that doctor's offices are a little overloaded two months two months from now i can i can get all that and i was even had to move it to a day like 
that I normally work, so I had to request partial day off so I could go get this doctor. I'm like, yeah, just book it. Yeah, just do it. You just book it. it. I'll, I'll, I'll request off a partial day so I can get, like, yeah. just seen. No. It's nothing big. I might ask them to look at the wart on my thumb. Yeah. That's about it. Exciting. Okay, so medical time. Uh, so we talked about dogs sweating through their feet. Um, it is, so fans can help circulate air and cool off the area, but fan, like a direct fan on a dog doesn't do much for them. Right. So, but I would say if the dog has like one of those raised bed, it's in an area that's helping cool off the area they're resting in, Mm -hmm. it's not. A horrible idea, but don't expect like a single fan blowing on a dog to cool it off because that's just not how dogs yeah. cool off. By raised bed, we mean like the cot type ones. Yes, where yeah. they, there's air circulating it's like that underneath mesh fabric it. or whatever that stretches across a frame because right, it right, lets right. them spread out and like cool off. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, obviously, the best thing, especially if you're going to let your dog out and hang out for a while, you want to have somewhere outside where they have ample shade and water. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, if you don't happen to have trees, you can create tarps over areas to help create sections of shades. You can even yeah. buy special camping shade tents yeah. for the dog. Um, dog houses don't actually provide a ton of relief from heat because they tend to trap air. Right, right, right. There's no ventilation. Yes. But obviously if you have... Imagine standing in a stale hot room. Yeah, basically that's... So it's not really restful. Like... It can help in the winter. Yes. Yeah. It's more of a... stale hot air in the winter. Yeah, it's good. Um, But (laughs) not so much in the summer. Yeah. So it's best to cool your pet inside and out. So along with having them... Have nice abundant shade, access to cool areas. You can also allow, um, like, do-it-yourself little doggy popsicles, which you can do, like, freeze some pumpkin puree, even put some dog treats in, like, water and let them munch down on it. Uh, I give Charlie ice cubes. He yeah, ice it. cubes. Every mm-hmm. time I uh, go to get my cup of ice water, he always like trots over to the fridge and just stares at me and he, he sits there like a little gentleman in his tuxedo and, and he just patiently waits for me to give him his ice cube and then he takes it and he's just like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I will say, oh today I like, cause I was doing something uh, not in the backyard and the dogs were out with me while I was uh, working on a project that's in the front yard that takes me about two hours to do a section when I work on it. Mm-hmm. I brought ice cubes with me, and I'm like, they can, because they do like too much on ice cubes. I'm like, this will keep them distracted. I put some in their water. I had some extra ice, so I left the bowl, and I figured they'd just take ice out of the bowl. I was gathering up the tools to go work on the project. Mm-hmm. I, like, look out, and the ice is dumped on the ground, and I look over, and Mishka just took the bowl and tried to chew on the bowl, and I was like, it was a plastic bowl. It was a plastic bowl. Mm-hmm. It was my fault. I shouldn't have left a plastic bowl. I was a fool. Oh my goodness! He's like, I'm not, I'm not I rescued, I rescued it. It did. It got a little bite on it, and he just looked at me. I'm like, uh, no, you can't have that. And he's like, why? But it's plastic. Sometimes I chew on plastic things. But it was here. He he did not take my ice gift. I gave him. It was it was. Me. I would like the container it comes in. Thank you. Yes. Um. You can also have the little kitty pools with water and toys. Um. They do recommend being very careful about dogs having free access to an actual swimming pool just because 
reference to our swimming with dogs episode because not all dogs are strong swimmers. Certain mm-hmm. certain types of pools might be hard for them to get in and out of. Yeah. So you don't want them to drown. You don't want them unsupervised. They make, they make life jackets too for dogs, yeah. which would help with that. But yeah. yeah, you shouldn't leave them unsupervised even with a life jacket. Yeah. Just like kids. Yeah. You shouldn't leave them unsupervised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until they're a certain age. Yeah. If you know your dog's not going to just jump into a pool, you're fine. But otherwise, just... Yeah. I mean, until kids are a certain age, you shouldn't ever leave <laughs> your dog unsupervised yeah. around a pool. Yeah. Um, Unless it's just a little one or two foot uh, kiddie pools that we're talking about. Yeah. Those, right. those would be fine because they're kind of yeah. waters and, and they have sprinkler the, systems. They have like hard plastic ones and they have collapsible ones that they make. Yes. Uh, we would suggest the hard plastic ones because... The collapsible ones, unless you have small dogs, their claws can puncture them. Also, they can chew off the little thing that holds the water in. Yeah, the cap. They can apparently chew off the cap, we found out. Yeah, they never did it for like three or four times I had it out, and Mm -hmm. I was letting it dry out, and I come out, and I was like, where'd the cap go? And Nisha's like, nom, 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 nom. Yeah, so. The only reason we got that is because we had a really hard time finding a hard plastic pool, because this was during... Pandemic. down for a lot of people. The beginning pandemic, and everyone went, and their mother in the went summer, out. Yeah, it was summer mm-hmm. of 2020. They're like, what can I do to entertain my child? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently it was buy all of the plastic kiddie pools. Because they're like 10 bucks. They're super cheap. It's yeah, not yeah bad we were trying to thing. find one of those, and we could not find them anywhere. We found them um, 2021. Yeah. Yeah. They became, everyone had bought theirs the yeah. year before. So yeah. Every time I buy one for Charlie and Rosie, they end up eating it eventually. <laughs> I have two half-chewed, half-chewed swimming pools sitting in my front yard right now, like waiting to be thrown away. <laughs> I have one big one, and I put it. It's in the. It's like unless I have it out for them when I'm doing some sort of yard work, it does. And then I dump it that day, and then I put it back in the garage where they can't yeah. get at it. Because mm-hmm. obviously, you don't want to leave sitting water mosquitoes. Yeah. yeah. You don't want. You don't want to grow mosquitoes. There's also, by the way, cooling body wraps, vests, and mats where you can soak them in cold water sometimes. Sometimes they just are, like, they have, like, jelly cool things that you can freeze and things like that. Um, Something I did, because one of our cars didn't have really great circulation, I would take uh, those freezer things and put them under uh, the hammock for our dogs to help keep... Yeah, like the car seat protection hammock. Yeah. And so it would help keep the seat and stuff cooler in the summer whenever we had, like, road trips. Because just, it was a little sedan, so it, like, just didn't push as much air in the back. Mm-hmm. Right. Because of where the venting was. We also got a fan to sit yes. um, on the... To help circulate air. Yeah, to help circulate air. Because... around the dogs. Yeah, because like we said, the fan's not going to do much, but if you can help circulate and cool air around them, that will help. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Signs of a heat stroke. Heavy panting, glazed eyes, rapid heartbeat, difficulty breathing, excessive thirst, lethargy. Lethargy. I'm trying to say lethargy, like it's it's, uh, thaumaturgy or something. Mm -hmm. It is not. Um, Fever, dizziness, lack of coordination. Sorry, fever, what? Dizziness? Dizziness, Dizziness. okay. Dizziness. What do you think I said? You dizziest. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> Dizziness, lack of coordination, profuse salivation. Sal- profuse salivation. There we go. Vomiting. A deep red or purple tongue. 
seizures and unconsciousness. Hey, mild to moderate death. Um, heat stroke can happen in the very old, very young, overweight, um, if they have a heart or respiratory disease. And some breeds who have the smooth faces or the short-term muscles. Brachycephalic, yeah. Brachycephalic, mm-hmm. or even Nailed just... It. Yeah. <laughs> I said it perfectly, <laughs> no notes. Yeah, I have um, no notes for that one. Uh, even just uh, boxers, for instance, because they yeah, have a shorter... Yeah, just slightly... I mean, I feel like snout, yeah. stroke could happen to literally any... These Any well, these particular breeds have a harder time right. breathing in extreme heat. So they're just heat. especially prone to it. Yes. yes. Okay. In general. If you do it's happen, like your nasal cavity gets swollen, and then suddenly you're just yeah. I mean, if you already can't breathe very well, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you do yeah. notice your pet is suffering suffering from heat stroke, you need to move your pet into air conditioned area or shade. Apply ice packs or towels to their head, neck, or chest. You can also run cool, not cold water over them to help cool them down let them drink small amounts of water lick ice and take them directly to your veterinarian uh-huh. mm-hmm. those are the things you should be doing as you get on the phone to your vet about your heat stroke animal yeah also one of the things to keep in mind is sometimes so summers especially on the coast it's a big prone season for hurricanes and summer storms yeah. that knock out power to an area so that can cause you to lose AC, especially in areas. So it's just to be very <clears throat> vigilant and have a plan in place. Like freezer ice packs might be a good thing to keep on hand because you, if some, your dog starts overheating, you could at least lay them down for the dog to rest on. Things like that. Because anyone who's lived in the South and in areas that are starting to get a lot more heat. Which is going to continue happening. Yeah, yeah, as the summer months go. It, having a plan for the power outage is good, and it sucks. Our plan is live in the basement. Yeah, yeah. we have a good, we are convenient to have a basement. I've lived in apartments like I remember this one power outage. It was like three days in Louisiana from a storm. There was a point where me and my sisters were just laying on the floor in the kitchen and rotating because it was just so hot. We were like in undies just laying on the floor yeah. because it was so hot, and that was the only thing that wasn't carpet in our apartment. Awful, yeah, that really sucks. It does. Is so, the bathroom was carpeted. No, I but well, who wants to lay on the bathroom floor? Though? Me, I will say, I guess I, if it's bad enough, I will say we had like a galley style kitchen, so one of us probably was laying in the bathroom, yeah, probably, <laughs> but it's also darker in there, so that's true. Yeah. So, uh, one thing I actually wanted to touch on, because I didn't know this until, like, uh, reading a random article about it, and I think it's kind of relative to hot weather. So, who knows double coats? Uh, yeah. Right? With, like, the regular coat and then the undercoat? Yeah. Yep. So, do does anyone think you should get rid of the double coat because of the heat? No. no. Yes, that is correct. Some because people have... To cool and... Exactly. So it was just something I wanted to briefly touch on because I've heard of people who are like, well, it's summertime to shave down my husky. Yeah, no, no. It's dual functioning. So, yeah, I just wanted to talk briefly. They have a harsh harsh top coat and a soft undercoat. These coats grow independently of one another at different lengths. The soft undercoat is shorter and grows much faster than the top coat. The undercoat... The undercoat sheds and releases twice a year. The top coat is longer and tends to grow more slowly than the undercoat, um, but also it creates an airflow. 
So uh, you shouldn't shave, especially during the summer, because it helps insulate, but it keeps them, like, cool from the airflow passing through it. Um, As long as you keep them properly groomed. Like, if if you don't, like, bathe them and keep them groomed, they're going to get messy and the airflow is not going to work. The only exceptions to this is there are some dogs that you might need to shave. Uh, For instance, in the case of if the dog got too matted, you might have to shave that area to relieve the mat. If they are too old and sickly to handle grooming, it might be the best way. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, there are certain fungal and bacterial conditions that literally having the skin breathable is a reason to and to aid like with with um, allergies, mm-hmm. if you have a particular, but that is a very specific case. Just overall, like double coats. If you see a husky, don't leave it out in the summer. But that coat, that thick, lovely coat, isn't baking it alive. Right. It's, don't just shave it because it's summer. Yeah, but I guess like the double coat with cats and needing to shave it could be similar. Like yeah. if it's overly matted. Yeah. If they can't properly take care of it, if it has some sort of, it needs to be breathable. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, generally, are, what do we have the signs of heat stroke for cats? Uh, it's mostly dogs because cats mostly stay inside. I assume. For, yeah, heat I assume it would look similar. Cats. Yeah, which, which is unusual for uh, cats. Cats don't usually pants, mm-hmm. especially because they're. I am double checking. A lot of cats are in signs cats. of a heat stroke. Yeah. Rapid breathing, vomiting, diarrhea, anxiety, restlessness, lethargy. Dear God. Lethargy. Lethargy? Lethargy. Lethargy. I think I play too much D&D. You do. My brain goes, this is lethargy. Oh, my God. Making it harder than it needs to be. No. Yeah. I'm adding adding things. You're adding several syllables. Dizziness, disorientation, red gums and tongue, Mm -hmm. rapid heartbeat, sweaty paws, drooling or thick saliva due to dehydration, tremors, or seizures. Yeah, those are all, like, extremely unusual for cats. Yeah. Yeah. So, and also similar to what we discussed in dogs. Yeah, it's just extremely unusual for cats. Like, a lot less, right. a lot less common for yeah. cats than it is for dogs. Absolutely. So, for um, another thing, uh, I have one more pet we're going to discuss briefly about the summer months, because I thought this was cute, and I have found this independently of researching for this episode. I'm going to talk about chickens in the okay. heat. Um, if hot we, chickens. Let's uh, do it. I love hot chickens. Hot chickens. I uh, know when I go to KFC, I actually order the hot chicken. Yeah. Uh, I you think got, most people do, because <laughs> you shouldn't really order a cold chicken. No, you like if it's, it's, under, if it's underdone. It's a, we're talking about pet chickens, chicken, so it's actually yes. a little upsetting that we're also yeah. talking about food chicken. I'm pet chickens. <laughs> pet chickens and your food chickens should be totally separate. They should be separate. Anyway. Anyway, pet chickens. Unless you're a farmer, I guess. We just I thought it. we were just talking about chickens. I didn't know you guys had been talking about pet chickens this whole time. Yeah, I was talking. I was uh, so she's I, come across it when looking for pet chickens. So remember, I've mentioned I want chickens. Well, yeah, and then but I, I thought do that random. You guys were actually going to eventually slaughter them. Oh no 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 no! no. no. They die. We're going to bury my them. My neighbors just have like a 
bloodbath. Yeah, I don't. The only purpose of the chicken is going to be eggs. Yeah, we'll have eggs, but they will be pets. When they die, they will be buried. And when they stop producing eggs, they will just be nice little tired chickens. They will have no job. They'll just be pets. They'll just be little vegan chickens. They they actually did their work on all of the other pets we have that never did any work. You don't do nothing. You don't pay rent. So let's say you have... They're just cute, and they love us. Okay, so let's say you have hot pet chickens... And you, you have the shaded area for odd. them. Uh, yep, spicy pet chickens. Um, you you have nicer circulation in your coop area and everything like that, so they mm, have I good so, airflow. Should be outside. So, but yeah. it's still a hot summer day, and you want to give your chickens something fun. You can actually get small kiddie pools and fill them with stepping stones, and then fill it with water. Oh, like so a they, bird bath. Yeah, a little bird bath. And then give them a, a yard sprinkler. I don't think they'd for like them a, to run through. I don't. Oh I don't know if they would like that. <laughs> Probably not. I, I do that with my bird bath in my front yard. I yeah. put little stones, stones in so, it. Yeah. So that the and I the morning doves have like a freaking yeah. heyday with that thing. They love yeah. it. Um. But also, you can take a watermelon, cut it up mm. into like wedges, and mm. then freeze it, and then put it out, and they can peck at the frozen oh. watermelon as a nice little cool down treat, yeah. as it helps what cool do they down. Call that? That's called um. Like stimulation or something. Yeah. It was uh, a specific term for that in zoos when they do that. Like they, they'll put like a... Enrichment. A, enrichment. enrichment. Yeah. yeah. So it gives them something to do. It also cools them down internally because <laughs> they're eating frozen watermelon. Mm-hmm. And it's just a fun Going little treat. Body. That actually yeah. just sounds really tasty. Yeah. I want some frozen watermelon. So, like, cut, cut up a, a get a bunch of watermelon, cut it up, freeze it, and then you just give them some wedges, and they'll just pick at it. And it can help cool them down. That was my, my nice. I, I just, like I said, I uh, read some stuff randomly. I'm like, oh, I can toss the chicken. So, if anyone yeah, has pet chickens. chickens, yeah. Yeah. This is about taking care of pets during the, the winter and the, the summer. Yeah. So, we're going to, okay, guys, it's time. We interrupt this program to bring you an important message from our sponsors. Well, not sponsors per se, but it is time to pay the vet bills. Pet Parents Pod now has a website, PetParentsPod.com, where you can go and learn about all the different ways to support the podcast. We also have a Patreon now. There's a link to that as well, along with all of our socials, a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. It's going to be Patreon.com slash PetParentsPod. Anything and everything can help. We would appreciate your support. PetParentsPod.com also lists that we are a BarkBox affiliate, so any special offers that we have, which will be effective during certain date ranges that are listed, are going to be on that page. There's a link to BarkBox under the Ways to Support page on the website. We also want to remind everyone that regardless of whether other special offers are going on, anytime you subscribe to BarkBox using the link BarkBox.com slash PetParentsPod, you can get free extra month of BarkBox for your subscription. If you enjoy our content spread the word tell your friends and family that are also animal lovers now back to your regularly scheduled episode we survived the summer we've had glorious fall all the halloween the spookiest season oh, i wish mm. and then we magically transport up north where it snows and now it's winter oh my god i, I kind of wish yeah. We're in Elbow Lake, Minnesota. Yeah, tell us so about I've the never snow. been to Minnesota. Snow, the snow is shoulder deep. You can open your door and put your beers. Get your. That's actually Chicago. Get your little. Put your beer in there. Get your little mermaid <laughs> flying saucer sled and go to the hill. Oh, I that had leads into jasmine. The I was jasmine. Oh. I had the jasmine pajamas. I 
I was I two. <laughs> my dad That's got. True, I am older than you. <laughs> I was well, no, no, I was two, and my dad got. So I lived in the north once mm-hmm. when I was like two to three was or it four. Illinois? It was Indiana. Indiana. Okay. We yeah. were on the border of Illinois. I don't remember where we lived in Indiana because I was two. Gary. I just remember the apartment Your family build. seems like a Gary family. I'm I've sorry. They were I'm not so there sorry. very long. They're mostly so Louisiana we, people. We, we moved there. We moved there because <laughs> of my dad. I take it back. Your family's not a Gary family. I don't know. I, apparently. They're really not. They're Mississippi and Louisiana folks. Yeah, we're, we're all Southern folk. I don't know. My dad moved right. us up there with the idea that he would get a promotion. It was a lie and a trick to mm. motivate someone else to do and their then job. They return to the swamplands. And then we went to the swamplands. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I remember there was tall apartment buildings instead of spread out apartments like down here. It was Mm -hmm. all tall. And then there was a hill that led into the apartment building and it covered in snow and you got flying saucers, which are the flat sleds that kind of look like giant frisbees. Mm -hmm. And they had little mermaid on them. Right, 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 right. And then we slid down the hill. Love it. That was, we had two of them, one for me and one for April because Dorothy was an infant. And Dorothy couldn't move. No. You could just put her on one. We did actually, we have, we we did, we were able to actually slide with her because my mom's like, she has so much power. Like, Dorothy was literally like a little, her her snow, her snow. Stuffed turkey? Yeah, basically. (laughs) She's just in a little snowsuit as an infant. She couldn't move. She couldn't move. So my mom's like, yeah, you guys. You're a little mermaid. I'm Jasmine. I, I'm not Little Mermaid. My older sister loved the Little Mermaid, so my dad got both of us Little Mermaid flying saucers. So, uh, you're, so you're a Little Mermaid by proxy. Yeah. You're a Little Mermaid sister, the yellow one with the dark hair. Sure. I'm the Her chicken. Name was Bethany. <laughs> anyway, uh, winter. Winter settles across the state. Yay. It's the I'm freeze. Ready. I mean, the fall's, fall's the best season. Yep. But... Yeah. I've got my toque. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. So, um, things to, so for indoor pet tips, watch out for severe cold weather because dogs can only, like humans, if it's, if you go outside and go, ooh, it's chilly, don't leave your dog out. Like, obviously some breeds do like the cold. Right. But you can't leave them out for prolonged periods of time because even if they enjoy the cold and the snow and all that fun stuff, going out for long periods of time will... Their little pawsies, their nosies, their earsies. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fresh skin that's against the air. Yeah. yeah. Also, if you live in an area where there happens to be ice on roads and like snow, you're gonna have to worry about while walking. Um, they salt roads, and there's certain chemicals that aren't good. So wiping yeah. the paws, keeping the paws, or just get them little booties. You can, booties. Yes, little booties are good. That's what I would do. I finally put booties on Charlie for the first time. How do you do? He actually did very well, but he did he did wide step for a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no he, issue. He didn't like, protest until you took he, them off. No, nah, he's fine. The okay. look in his eye was like of of pure and utter trust. Mm-hmm. He was Aww. like, "I don't know what this is, but you did it, so I guess uh, this is my life now." <laughs> like you poor thing. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing you can do to help with um, there are certain like. Uh, Paw wax that you can help coat their right, paws right. with yeah. Yeah, to they help like protect paw wax. Yeah. yeah, to help protect them from um, chafing or cracking mm. things you can like get that. Them jackets. 
you can get them I snow do, jackets. Yeah, I will say it's just precious. Yeah, it's yeah. adorable too. It's a precious yeah. little snow jacket. I love I love putting Rosie in her little sweater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially if, if you have shorter like lower fur, you should definitely get them jackets. Yeah, for the winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie's uh, got a little bit longer fur. He's got, I think he's bit, yeah. like yeah. a touch of the chow chow in there. Well, also yeah. Rosie is just the the one of the shortest hair dogs I've met in a while. Yeah, she's, she's purebred Amstaff. She's, she's just, just that velvet. Teeny, tiny hairs. They should all wear sweaters in the winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they also recommend you don't let your pet's bed be directly on the floor in a cold, drafty area because there's only so much their body can insulate. Right. So maybe like a raised bed or several layers to help keep because like cold will sink in a lot faster than you think, especially from the floor and ground level. Yeah. Yeah. You can really, you, if you ever go camping, you learn that lesson real fucking fast. Yeah. How cold the ground is and you can get, you know, a thermal floor. You can, you can get like, you know, a nice pad, but you really have to get yourself like a good bedroll or else you will wake up, with snot running down your face and your toes like fucking cold as hell, like you'll you'll wake up curled up in a little ball and still being freezing. Yeah. So you know, just imagine that that's what you're doing to your dog. Yeah. 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 I mean, if it's that cold, uh, you can always heated blankets for indoors for your yeah. cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't trust those. I'm afraid that they're gonna like burn a hole in my door. I mean... They're gonna, like, malfunction. So, I'm gonna get the one I can get that for, the, so, for dogs, And then I'm gonna, like, final destination my so dog. Well, the thing about dogs is they might bite them, so okay. I get it for no. cats. So, not... Okay. I don't, I don't trust them. So, there are... I trust them for cats. Okay. So, heating blankets, like, the kind we use as humans, mm. aren't normally what, um... They have special heating pads, which aren't, like, powered by electricity mm-hmm. they have these special heating pads where you lay down on it and what it does is it helps trap the body heat there's so it's different not kinds creating of creating heat there, yeah there, there are some so you have the ones that i actually plug didn't in. know that i would like that yeah okay the non-plug-in ones so i'll look into that yeah there are special insulation mats and they're and called heating pads yeah. sometimes them, yeah because all it is, it it helps just trap their own body heat and into like the reflect it back at them or whatever, yeah so mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a lot of really neat heating techniques. Um, yeah, and there's the electric kind that can shut off. Those are uh, more helpful for kitties. I yeah, yeah they're, obviously they're cats. Set, yeah, controlled. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they'll, they'll and they have some a, of them can last up to like twelve hours. Uh, yeah, ten or twelve hours, which we have the like ten hour shut off ones. Yeah, and they'll just automatically we just have them shut for cats. themselves. Yeah, yeah, they yeah just I've got one of those. Shut off. Yeah, yeah, they're great for cats. I yeah. would not suggest them for dogs because dogs will sometimes bite into blankets. That's obviously yeah. a bad idea. Yeah, and I will say, like, especially if you have an elderly animal, mm-hmm. like... Elderly cats lose or body Or give it to a so dog under supervision. Yeah. 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 Or, like, an elderly dog, it would be great, because yeah. they're less likely to bite into the blanket. Yeah. yeah. And, they, and it's, they just don't generate as much body heat. Yeah. So, winter is especially a hard season, because it's bad on For their joints. Animals, yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, a thing to keep in mind is if you are, like... So outdoor, so when dealing with cold weather, you burn more calories. Your body literally burns more calories to stay warm. Mm. So that might mean if you have an active dog, you guys are outside a lot, especially in cold weather, you might need to up the food a little Mm -hmm. because they are literally burning through calories more to keep warm and keep up with you. Uh, Keep an eye out for frostbite on paws and ears and nosies. Okay. Because you got to make sure. Um, If you are doing like, 
for some reason you're a extreme sports person with your dog and you're going skiing, make sure they have clean drinking water that doesn't freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, if for some, I'm assuming this is more because this is a note like for outside pets. If they have access to water, make sure it doesn't freeze. I know they have those bowls that heat up. Yeah, they yeah. have so, heated water bowls. Yeah. So what I assume that is mentioning in this little checklist of reminders is more like the people who have working animals who like sleep in barns and things like that is just to make sure that they're which of course these people because that is part of their livelihood is the working farm animals are there to maintain their so they're taken care of as much as the life they make like heated dog houses like igloos yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um also to keep an eye out we've talked about this I think we've talked about this before. Um, cats uh, climbing in vehicles in yes. cold yeah. weather. Yeah. So like by the engines. That's, yeah. a, that's a big one. If you live up north, people yeah. always mention that. Oh, check your check your engine for Get, animals. You can, and kittens, yeah, yeah. 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 you can give a knock on the hood, mm-hmm. and that should startle the cat. Yeah, just, like, knock on the hood as you walk around your car to get in. Yeah, so make noise, knock on your hood to check. Um... Signs of hypothermia, weak pulse, dilated pupils, decreased heart rate, extreme shivering, pale or blue uh, mucous membranes. Yeah, gums, nose, gotcha. uh, body temperature below 95, which I don't think most people carry a pet thermometer on them. Mm-hmm. Stupor unconsciousness, uh, consequences of extreme hypothermia might be neurological problems, coma, heart, kidney failure. Yes, so yeah. if you uh, find a animal suffering from hypothermia, wrap them up and give them to a clinic immediately. Yeah, like don't try to like sit there and warm them up. No, just get them and go to a doctor because, yeah, they might not necessarily for sure be dead. No, so there's a chance you just get them to a vet. Right, they, they might be able to revive them. They also recommend not leaving your dog inside a car during the winter. Even for brief periods, because um, temperatures of 70 degrees or higher can, because they can still, heat can still gather inside a closed vehicle on sunny days. Mm -hmm. So even with cars down, like, there's still a lot of random things. Like, you don't want your dog to freeze to death in the car, Mm because cars do get chilly. And second, you don't want them to overheat. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Don't leave your dog in cars. Yep. Um... Hang on, I have a second little thing I want to double check. Open. Um, also, never shave down your dog in the winter. Another oh, thing. Oh, God, absolutely you don't, not. Because, yeah, like, and be aware of uh, shorter hair animals. They get cold more easily. Also, um, uh, so snow, the cold can cause... Um, uh, like more dry skin because of the the colder air. So try to bathe. Like sucks moisture out. Yeah, sucks moisture out. So try to bathe your dog as little as possible during um the winter because right. they can cause um issues with skin, dry skin, flaky skin, and if you do have to use it, it recommends moisturizing shampoo and rinse. Uh. We talked about pulmonary jelly, booties. Uh, so uh, we talked about, I'm sorry, balms on your dog's paws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to protect them. Another thing to watch out for during the winter, which is 
make sure if you are using antifreeze or coolants, liquid coolants, you keep them put away because they smell sweet to animals mm -hmm. and they're just very dangerous. I remember hearing that that one when I lived up in Minnesota too. Yeah, yep. That's a common one. Also, don't drink it yourself. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. Um, I think that is mainly it. Um, if we want to go on the chicken thing, just for my general knowledge of reading about chickens during the winter, mm -hmm. most of the time, as long as you have a properly insulated coop and like everything, they have access to it. It actually insulates itself because it's fairly warm. And yeah. so you don't want to add a space, a space heater into a coop because that's a fire hazard uh -huh. and you can overheat your chickens. That your way. final destination, your chickens. Yeah. It's going to cook them. So, um, dinner. We were no. talking about we were talking about water bowls. Um, it's obviously important uh, when you have chickens in the winter you, that you have a way to keep make sure their water is not frozen over, so they have access to water. Mm -hmm. Another thing um, to keep an eye out is um, so they have skin, so you want to look out for yep. frostbites on their little their little um, their feces and their waddles mm -hmm. because they can actually develop that. So you might need to give like protective. There are certain jellies and bombs you can put on to help with that. Yeah. And sure they love them having that. Oh, that would be so cute. Well, most of the time, if your chickens are handled enough, That's like yeah. they're we they should be fine. Stuff on you. And it's something to also keep an eye out because they can get something called bumblefoot. Mm -hmm. Which is basically like they can sometimes get stuff where it's like a cold sore on their little claw. Right. And if it's left untreated, they can like uh, cause limping and things. Right, right. So, so that's kind of what I got. I like it. Sprinkled in a little chicken facts for any of our chicken parents out there. <laughs> we accept all pet parents. And this is not from firsthand experience. This is obviously just reading online. And right. I, what I've regurgitated, what I've knowledge for, from. For chickens. For my future chickens. Yeah. We'll and say. it's really cold. Uh, generally, you try to keep your animals inside. Yeah. yeah. Where it's heated. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're, like, as long as you've set up your roost and stuff, your birds will be okay. Because they'll, they'll huddle together and, yeah. like, they'll have access. Yeah, my neighbors just leave their chickens inside. Them. Exactly. They're, they're, they, totally they're, they're, yeah. As long as everything is set up for them, they're fine. Yeah. And that is... They at least make it to Thanksgiving before the slaughter. Oh my God. God. <laughs> my chickens will make it all the way to Christmas and the next year. And the next Christmas and the However next year for the life yeah. of 25 As long as years. no... I don't think that's how long they <laughs> As long as no dingoes get into the chicken coop. Oh, oh I God. don't think any dingoes <laughs> will be able to do that. You see a dingo near your chicken coop. You're in America. You got, some bigger, <laughs> got some bigger problems. Call somebody. If, call Colonel Sanders. If we see a dingo, it's probably like a Shiba Inu, right? Because, yeah. I mean, they look very similar. Or a coyote. Yeah, coyote and a Shiba Inu got it on. Yeah. And like, now there's dingoes. That's a dingo. Uh, yeah. So, nice callback to last week's episode. Yep. Um, okay, so that's kind of... dingo will live on. That's kind of the episode. Um, Heath, where can people find us? They can find us on PetParentsPod.com. Also, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. Uh, tell your friends and family about us if they like animals. Uh, email us, PetParentsPod at gmail.com. And as always, we will continue to get better and try not to cook or freeze our animals in the hunt winter and summer. Mm -hmm. 
and good luck with your hopes and dreams. Bye-bye.